Happy National Pizza Month, y'all. I'm Betsy, and here are the pods we're tossing into the Popping Collars feed for October 2022. It's a deep dish on Popping Collars this month when Liz, Ricardo, Greg, and I explore the layers of our favorite pop culture calendar years. The only thing scarier than Papa John is our latest episode of The Canon, when our panel of special guests draft movies based on the works of Stephen King. Going on 30 is loaded with all the toppings this month when Greg and I go overboard discussing Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Ryan Parker is back as our special guest on The Sacred Six, where he talks about the Masetta, the only thing flatter on the Camino de Santiago than a thin Pizza Hut pizza. Finally, the PC Book Club features the most surprising thing this side of stuffed crust when Greg joins Ricardo to talk about his favorite spooky books of all time. Ooh, it's spooky season. So grab an extra slice of the longest running Episcopal podcast of all time and keep those collars popped. Welcome to The Canon, a part conversation, part competition show where each of us attempt to assemble the most entertaining group of films using the works of an actor, creator, genre, or theme. Who is us? Oh, there's fun ringing. Who is us? Well, it's me, Greg Knight, and Ricardo Avila is with me. Hello, Ricardo. Hey, Greg. I'm Ricardo Avila, the rector of St. Luke's Los Gatos in California. Lovely to be here. And back again, we have uh, Karen Miles with us. Welcome back, Karen. Where are you? What do you do? <laughs> I am in uh, California in a state of confusion. I'm the associate uh, for faith formation for the Diocese of California. Nice. Heidi Carter is with us. Hi, Heidi. Where are you? Hello from Kansas City, where I'm at St. Paul's Westport, uh, associate for ministry. Uh, it's good to be here. And I'm afraid of every Stephen King thing ever. Aww. I know. It's okay. We'll keep you safe. Uh, Paul Fromberg is with us. Hi, Paul. Hey, 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 hey. Paul Fromberg, uh, San Francisco, California, the rector at St. Gregory of Nyssa. And just like Heidi teased, we are drafting the films based on the works of Stephen King this time. Spooky. Uh, question for uh, you, Karen. Do you think Stephen King is a good writer? I love his short stories. Love them. Um, I'm more of a fan of, like, because in between every novel, he releases that book of collections of short stories. I have many, many of those. I like his short stories better than his 800-page tomes. Yeah, I feel like he's one of these sort of polarizing writers. And maybe it's because of the, all the horror stuff. Like, people have a reaction to that. but it's like. It's a real love or hate kind of dynamic, it feels like. He's very descriptive about things, too. So I think there's folks who get creeped out and weirded out by being very descriptive about gross things. Mm-hmm. Similar with movies. Like, I, I, Heidi, I'm kind of with you. I'm not a huge fan of, of horror movies, but particularly the new thing in the last 10, 20 years of, like, just all of the gore, all of the gross that show you the most disgusting thing we can think of, and that counts as a horror movie. Not a fan. Mm. 
Well, we'll see what comes up in our picks today. Here are the rules for the game. The goal of the canon is to create the most entertaining group of four movies. Once a film has been selected, it's off the board. No one else can choose it. The draft order will be randomly selected and picks will be made in snake order, meaning the person who picks last in the first round will get to pick first in the second round. At the end of the draft, each person will get one minute to defend his or her canon and fans of Popping Collars will be able to vote for their favorite canon on our website at poppingcollarspodcast.com. Are we ready? Oh, yeah. Okay. Let me pull up my list of Stephen King. Let me get ready to criticize what you left off. (laughs) (laughs) Holy moly. Wow. It's a lot of movies. Are these Um, these all movies? These are all movies. I noticed you left off. I have a Stephen King movie that is only seen by about 35 people. And it's my current colleague in ministry, the rector of St. Paul's Episcopal Church. His name is Stephen King. (gasps) And I have a video of him doing the 12 days of Christmas in Japanese at our Christmas party with (laughs) movements. So I can load that up for people to enjoy. It's a very (laughs) small, it's a small Stephen King movie and it's the other Stephen King. And yet. But it's horror. It's horror. Stephen Stephen King, King but not that Stephen King. Got it. (laughs) Um, Okay. I have uh, randomly selected the draft order and Ricardo, you are going to be kicking things off in the Stephen King movie draft. Hmm. Man, so many. I have to say, I, I, do, I cannot believe they made a Children of the Corn 3 Urban Harvest. Um, I'm tempted to pick that. <laughs> it's also a grocery store. <laughs> Urban Harvest, yes. That's where it takes place. Um, all right. Oh, heck. I hate to be obvious, but I'm going to go with The Shining. Yeah, I just, you know, I've talked about that movie in the past. Is it here? Uh, I, did I leave it off? Wow. I think I left wow. it off the list. Wow. wow. <laughs> That's know. impressive. That's that takes but Children of the Corn 3 Urban Harvest is listed. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, I wanted to make sure I had the classics on here. <laughs> <laughs> Not the straight to video fair that you're apparently picking. <laughs> Tell me more about this shining movie. <laughs> I, I love the shining. Talk about having uh talk about having little quip lines that you can use forever, like here's Johnny. And red rum, red rum. And I forget what he says with his little with his little finger. It's like, Mrs. Torrance. Danny isn't here. Thank you, Heidi. Danny isn't here, Mrs. Torrance. And the naked lady in the bathtub in room whatever, which founded wow. a whole other movie about uh, some sort of, uh, what do you call it? The conspiracy theory that there was something about room oh, yeah. one or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. There it is. Uh, uh, I had t- I had two pages worth of movies. That's my problem. <laughs> okay, you're forgetting. <laughs> I mean, Jack Nicholson, Shelley Duvall in a in a gut wrenching performance, uh, more ways than one, and uh, Scatman Crothers, which whose name you just want to say all the time. So, The Shining, great movie, uh, very moody, very creepy, very eerie. I think the perfect blending of high art and uh, horror with Stanley Kubrick and Stephen King. Done. Okay, great. Karen, you have pick number two in the Stephen King draft. What are you going for? This is difficult because I have like three that I really want to pick and I know someone else is going to pick. Mm. Um, but I'm going to go with um, Stand By Me. Mm. Not a horror movie, I know. I actually went to the town in Oregon where they filmed it last year on a road trip. Um, and there is a penny in the sidewalk, in the street, like embedded into the street. 
River and Finds a Penny. That movie holds up. And it is, I mean, there is a dead body in it, so that's a little scary, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I showed it to a youth group once and they all freaked out at the train scene like they're supposed to. They all freaked mm-hmm. out at the leeches scene like they're supposed right. to. So it 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 solidly holds up. Who does the narration? It's the it's um Richard Dreyfus. Yeah, Richard yeah. Dreyfus, who does the narration. And he has a line at the end of that movie that's like, I've never had friends like I did when I was 12 years old or something like that. It ends with so Jesus does anyone. So <laughs> that's where we get to mention our Lord and Savior in your oh, supposedly Christian sure. radio show, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Cameo by Jesus. Blinking. Okay, I have the next pick, and I'm going to be Mr. Obvious and take the Shawshank Redemption. Mm. It's a Stephen King movie that's not a horror movie necessarily, and I just think that it's it's lovely. We watched it for a um, theology and film class that I was, did last year, and you know, every time we watch it, I just think, what what a great movie! There we go, Shawshank Redemption. Okay, Paul. You have the next pick. I am so grateful that nobody has done this one yet. I'm going with Dolores Claiborne. Mm. Not just because of the sledgehammer scene, um, although that's okay. pretty intense. Wait, time out, time out. What? Are you talking Dolores Claiborne or Misery? Oh, shit, I'm talking Misery. <laughs> no one will even know it exists. As long as it does exist, your mind won't ever be free. I think you should light the match, Paul. Can't you see it's what God wants? You're so brilliant, I would think you'd certainly be able to see that. We're put on this earth to help people, Paul. Like I'm trying to help you. Please. Help me help you. Dad gum. You meant all I can play to those two movies. Isn't what's her name in it in both of them? Kathy Bates. I think that's it is. Yeah. Kathy Bates is in both. Yeah. That's fair. Oh shoot. Okay. (laughs) Okay, Misery. See, I was like totally going with Dolores Claiborne, which I don't think, uh, I mean, with uh, Misery, which I don't think uh, Stephen King wrote. Yeah. Misery. Yeah, it's on my list. I was going to pick it. So does he get it or does he get uh, Liz Claiborne? I don't know. I want Misery. Yes. <laughs> of course. You get Misery. <laughs> Please give me Misery. You stole it from Heidi, but you can get Misery. All right. It's an it's an understandable mistake to make. They both have Kathy Bates. Blah, blah, blah. blah, Kathy, blah, Bates, blah. Kathy Bates is, I believe, the only reason that our brother King is in any of his movies are in possession of an Oscar. I think she's the oh, only yeah. of all his movies. Phenomenal. That's the only one. Yeah, she's great. She's just phenomenal. And it's actually, it's sort of like when, uh, what's his name? See, I'm going to completely lose everything. James Conn. Thank you, James Conn. Should have been my like, Yeah, when she's like making James Conn write, that's <laughs> yeah. sort of like sometimes how I feel when I'm sitting down to write a song. <laughs> yeah. It's like there's this insane person, a.k.a. the Holy Spirit, who's like hovering around and I'm like having to write a sermon and I'm like, okay, we'll just uh, squeeze it out. And when you get it finished, you trick that administrative assistant who will not be named to come in and you set it on fire and hit him on the head with a typewriter. That is, <laughs> that's well, another one of those no, similarities. That well. never happens. <laughs> well, 
Wow. Heidi, yeah, we are, we are really getting a peek behind the curtain. <laughs> Done. Done. Okay, Heidi, you have two picks in a row, even though Misery was just stolen from you at the so, very last second. Um, what two movies would you like of Stephen King's? I would like Misery and Stand By Me, but I can't have those. So I am going to do Carrie, the new version of the musical, Broadway musical Carrie. What? I'll just pick Carrie, but I'm going to talk about the musical. Wait, do you want the original or the new Carrie? I want Carrie the new Broadway cast recording of the movie, Carrie. <laughs> it says Carrie. It's, non, it's non-defined on your list. I'm giving you the new Carrie. Right. I could talk about my childhood friend, Carrie. It's not defined. And then my second movie will be The Green Mile. Oh. Um, Heidi. What? You ruined my theme. You're welcome. Oh. Only because now we hereby have all the mo- all the Stephen King movies I've ever seen have now been taken. So from here on, I'm just making stuff up. Fun fact, yeah. The Green Mile was a serial series that Stephen King put out in the 90s. The books were about that thin. They were like 50 pages long or something mm-hmm. like that. And I read all of them in the hall, like in the aisle of the bookstore. I just would like go to the back of the bookstore and just read them. <laughs> Never bought that book. That bookstore is no longer there, Greg. It ran. It went out of business. Thank right. You. Sorry. Because of <laughs> and I bought like this you. set when they went out of business. I've got the the original set. Oh, uh, I was thirteen. I'm sorry. Okay, we are back to Paul. Oh no! What again? Movie are you going to steal from Heidi this time? Uh, you know, I don't know how to say this in a in a nice way, Heidi. Uh, I am going to go with Children of the Corn. Hmm. Um, and I got, I gotta say, I think that children of the corn has got that there's that theme in horror movies where, uh, the kids seem okay at first, but then they end up basically killing you. Um, so I don't want to go to the cornfield ever. Um, if I ever did want to go to the cornfield, I would ask a friend of mine to talk me out of it. And I think I want to pick that one just because it scares me plain out scary. Nice. All right. Ooh. Okay. I am the next pick and I am going to choose ugh, all of my, all of my picks. My whole thing is ruined. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to go for broke here. I'm going to take Christine. Oh, killer car movie. Let me tell you a little something about love, Dennis. It has voracious appetite. It eats everything. Friendship, family. It kills me how much it eats. But I'll tell you something else. You feed it right, and it can be a beautiful thing, and that's what we have. And you feel this way about Lee. (laughs) What? Talking about Christine, man! Now you watch this! From the 70s or early 80s? Oh, 80s, yeah. 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 Christine was, uh, it was one of those video cassettes that my parents got, and I would sneak watch it as oh. like a 12 year old. Loved it. So innocent. Yeah. You know, that's the thing about Stephen King. You always kind of feel like you're getting away with something, either by reading the books or by watching the movies. Kind of feels like you're doing something you're not supposed to be doing. <laughs> okay, Karen, your second pick. 
And I was going to go with Carrie. So I also was just sort of thrown um, in a toss up, but I'm going to go with Firestarter. Mm. And the original Drew Barrymore. I haven't seen the new one. According to my friend who did, it's not very good. There's not great acting. And Zach Efron only takes his shirt off once. So what's the point? <laughs> um, but but Drew Barrymore uh, uh, as an evil fire starter is good stuff. Wait, so but the original Carrie is still on the board, is that right? The original Carrie is still on the board. Okay, we gave Heidi the new Carrie. Oh, uh, okay. I'm gonna stick with fire musical. <laughs> I got it. Musical. I really I can't it. wait to hear the song about the bucket of pig's blood. That's gonna be great. <laughs> okay, Ricardo, you have waited patiently. Uh, after your first pick, and now you get two picks in a row. Great. There's so many to choose from. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go ahead and go off the board, uh, whether you like it or not, and go with the um, Hulu version of 112263, mm. uh, starring, unfortunately, James Franco. Uh, but that novel is one of the best novels I've ever read. I'll just put it out there. Uh, Stephen King, I would say, is a great writer uh, when he wants to be. And 112263 is that time travel, you know, it goes back in time through a portal, tries to prevent the assassination of JFK, falls in love. Uh, it's about nostalgia. It's about sorrow and loss. Uh, it's gorgeous. And, you know, the Franco series isn't great, but uh, it's worth it for the last episode, uh, which had me in tears. So can I do that? Can I go off the board? I actually really recommend that it gets bogged down in episode, I don't know, 700 or episode three. But by the last episode, it's gorgeous. It's wonderful. So 112263, am I allowed to do that, Greg Knight? I mean, it's a TV show, but okay. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay. And then that pretty much does it <laughs> for me. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and pick, I'm going to pick the original Carrie. Because mm. Sissy Spacek. And oh, the crazy mother, Piper Laurie. Piper Laurie, crazy. She's great, and John Travolta of all people. Uh, and, so, um, what's her name? Oh, Allie McGraw. No, no. Uh, married uh, Steven Spielberg. No, I'm thinking right? of somebody else. I'm thinking no, of somebody else that married somebody like Brooke but, Adams or somebody like that. I'm gonna find out. Okay. <laughs> Well, you researched that, Ricardo, while I point out that, you know, you, you could have made an entire list of just Children of the Corn movies because I didn't see Children of the Corn Genesis tucked away down in the corner. There. Oh, yeah. Quadruple feature. I, re I regret my decisions already. Um, Karen, your third pick. Third pick. And I'm trying to decide because there are sort of three options within this, either the original it or the it part one. I'm kind of sort of going back and forth. And I think I'm going to go with the, the newer part one, the one that they mm. split into, but just the first one for, for this choice. It's a, even though Tim Curry is really sort of pulling at the back mm. of my brain too. Tim Curry is that, is that clown. I mean, that's the original creepy clown, right? Mm -hmm. yep. But I do like, yeah, I did. That's one of the few, again, horror movies. I didn't mind the update because it was more tense and suspenseful than like gross. <laughs> Georgie. What a nice boat. Do you want it back? Um, yes, please. You look like a nice boy. I bet you have a lot of friends. 
tree, but my brother's my best ass. Where is he? In bed, sick. I bet I could cheer him up. I'll give him a balloon. Do you want a balloon too, Georgie? I'm not supposed to take stuff from strangers. Oh, well, I'm Pennywise the dancing clown. Pennywise? Yes, meet Georgie. Georgie, meet Pennywise. <laughs> now we aren't strangers, are we? I mean, the clown was kind of gross, but <laughs> not in that, like... Clown was pretty gross. It had it had major Stranger Things vibes, I remember, mm-hmm. when it came out. Oh, yeah. Especially with the, the teenagers and the whole thing. It's got that whole... It was very much of a time, and then I haven't even watched the newer Stranger Things yet, but, you know, the kids are going to save us, maybe? Right, right. Well, the, the actors in Stranger Things, from Stranger Things, is in It, the kid with the floppy hair. That doesn't narrow it down. <laughs> <laughs> Finn Wolfhard. Yes. The the one that already sounds like a rock star from like 1987 Germany. Got it. And he's got the floppy hair. And he's got the floppy hair. It's time for my third pick. I'm taking Cujo. Cujo. Rabid dog traps a mom and a kid in a car. There's nowhere to go. The book is very dark. Movie, not as much. Cujo is my pick. Paul, we are back to you. Uh, Which uh, it, well, Children of the Corn would you like? Uh, it was uh, it was Amy Irving from Carrie, and she was married to Steven Spielberg from eighty five to eighty nine. So wow. my my eighties brain was working, but thanks be to God for Internet Movie Database. I'm going with fourteen oh eight. John Cusack uh, spends the night in a haunted hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that that scary feeling you get, like that, Ooh, and you're like your back of your neck thing happens. Uh, when I saw that, I actually had had that experience. So I was like, oh, anyway, scary. Sam Jackson's in that movie, too. Yeah. yeah. All right, Heidi, you get two picks to round out your Stephen King canon. Is there a Cujo, too? Because Cujo was going to be my next. <laughs> Cujo in 3D. Is there a 3D Cujo? I feel There's like the Cujo rage. shows up in the background of a movie at some point. Like, he's in the background of, like, Pet Cemetery or something, I think. I don't remember. Or, but. you know, Beethoven. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, because I've not seen any other of these movies, I'm going to go with Pet Cemetery, but I'm going to talk about Frankenweenie because <laughs> it's pets in a cemetery. Would you um, like the new Pet Cemetery or the classic Pet Cemetery? I want Pet Cemetery Return. Return of. He's back. He's mad. I, I don't know the difference. I've never <laughs> seen any of them. Okay. Um. And then again, because I haven't seen it, I'm going to go with what was the Children of the Corn Ralphs? Children of the Corn Freddie Myers? Children of the Corn Safeway? Urban Harvest? Children of, Children of the Corn Whole Foods? Eli Porter! Does my sermon bore you? Yes, Father. <laughs> if you feel you could do better. Would you like to come forward and share your thoughts with us? Thank you, Father. Who was Joseph? Who in hell cares? I do. And so should you. Because he was a child, just like us. A child with a great vision of the world. For Joseph loved the land. 
who provided food for our bellies, timber for our shelters, oceans to play in and air to sustain us. Eli? But he foresaw that group once desecrate our Mother Earth, poison our food with pesticides, and cut down our forests just like grass. Eli? Choke the air with pollution and cloud our water with sewage. And who is this group? His brothers. His adult brothers. And Joseph was not about to let that happen. And neither should you. Enough! You've picked the longest title on the screen. It takes me a while to write this down. Okay. I am Children of the Corn Urban Harvest. Yeah. Three. Okay. Or Trader Joe's. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Wow. Bold picks, Heidi. Okay. Paul, we are back to you for your fourth and final pick. Oh, man. Um, can I pick one that I haven't seen the movie of? Sure. Sure. You can do uh, whatever G- you want. Yeah. Gerald's Game. Oh. <sighs> Which is just like the scariest get in your head scare you make you scared movie which i don't even want to talk about the content of because it'll scare me can i tell you that movie is great is it okay, good? So you don't it's want really to talk good. about it and you haven't seen it but you picked it well i read the story oh oh good, good, good. Oh. Yeah, yeah 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 actually i didn't the- read the whole story because i got too scared <laughs> but there's a thing really? that happens in it which is scary and gross yep, yep. Wow. With handcuffs. And it's in the movie. <laughs> wow. See, I can't. I just can't. It's time for my fourth and final pick. And I am taking. Wait, where was it? Wait, did somebody pick my fourth pick? What was it? Was it Children <laughs> of the Corn 3 Urban Harvest? <laughs> I feel like it was here. I appreciate now... that Children of the Corn 3 comes after Children of the Corn 2, the final sacrifice, because apparently it wasn't. To be fair, uh, I did not right. take Children of the Corn 3 off the list. <laughs> I should have. Okay, what? well, now I'm super confused because I, I thought I had something in mind that I was going to pick, and now it's gone. Oh, it was Gerald's Game. Gerald's Game was what I was oh. going to pick. There you there go. go. You, you took it from me, Paul. Okay, so instead of Gerald's Game, I'm going to go with The Dead Zone. Christopher Walken. Um, Who's scary anyway? Right, he is just personified horror movie. Yeah. He's a scary fellow. Mm-hmm. Um, scary sort of paranoia film from the 70s. Uh, and I think, you know, there was a time there where Stephen King would put out a book and the movie would get made almost immediately. I feel like <laughs> The Dead Zone was one of those. But. Right. Okay, Karen, we are back to you for your fourth and final pick. All right. We're going to round it out with one. And again, I haven't seen this one, but it's on, it is on my list for some time when everything's not falling apart and can handle a horror movie. Um, Dr. Sleep, partially because I'll watch you and McGregor read the phone book, but um, you know, I'll let him be creepy too. Occasionally. It's fine. Did you say read the phone book or eat the phone book? (laughs) (laughs) You know, just curious. (laughs) Dealer's choice. Really? Um, (laughs) Wow. Okay. Ricardo, your fourth and final Stephen King movie. Uh, or TV series or whatever it is that you're choosing. I'm sensing a little anger or bitterness over there. <laughs> I, I, you know, I it's a it's a great series. I stand by it. So, and I I also stand by Heidi getting to pick Carrie the musical. 
by the way. You know, there are, like I said, so many left. Um, I'm going to go with Creep Show. What are you laughing about? Your best friend gets in a scrape with a girl and you're laughing? Well, there's a funny side to it, Wilma. Wait till you see. You'll think so yourself. You're hysterical, Henry. It's just what I would have expected. No, I don't think you'll expect this, Wilma. No, this is going to be an entirely new experience. I don't even remember it, except uh, apparently the cast included Adrian Barbeau. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Another name that's fun to say. And uh, Leslie Nielsen and Ed Harris, of all things. And I think it was also it's sort of an anthology movie, right? There are like different uh, short thingies. And is that the one with like the creepy skeleton that introduced? No, that's Tales from the Crypt. Mm-hmm. So Creep Show, because uh, it's great. And it was directed by George A. Romero. Thank you very much. Oh, wow. Yeah, of Night of the Living Dead fame. Mm-hmm. So that's my fourth pick. Yeah, the first Creep Show was great. Uh, I think Creep Show too. I think Stephen King directed that himself. It was wow. like right around the time he did Maximum Overdrive and Creep Show too. I think at the same time, both big hits. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, no. So uh, you get a minute to defend your canon. So we'll start with Ricardo. Ricardo, your canon is The Shining, Eleven, Twenty Two, Sixty Three, Carrie, and Creep Show. What were you thinking when you put this together? God knows. <laughs> God knows. Um, all of them are about having powers that you cannot comprehend or control. The little boy in The Shining, of course, and uh, being able to go back in time in 11-22-63, Carrie having her telekinetic powers, and Creepshow just having that power of George Romero directing it, plus Adrian Barbeau. So um, I, I love that idea of trying to uh, live into your potential your, your, your God-given, Holy Spirit-driven potential, be it uh, burning a school up in anger and righteous injustice, uh, or, or trying to stop JFK from being assassinated, or trying to uh, keep away from the two twin girls who want to kill you uh, <laughs> and uh, run through the maze. I mean, the Holy Spirit takes us many places. Creepshow uh, is just a fun romp. Uh, that I'm sure has some religious undertones to it as well. So for all of the religious undertones and themes and longing to live up to your full potential, be it telekinetic or otherwise, uh, those are the movies I think we should watch. Thanks, Ricardo. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, Karen, your canon is Stand By Me, Firestarter, It, and Dr. Sleep. What have you assembled here? I think sort of as the like youth minister in the room, I felt like we needed to say that the kids are all right. They may creep you out first. <laughs> um, sorry about that, Paul. <laughs> okay. But the kids are all right. They're going to, you know, the, the, there's something sort of honest about the kids in these movies, sort of even, even the fire starter. And that was part of what I appreciated about the, the two part it, the newer one is they felt like real kids making dumb decisions because their brains aren't fully formed and kids do stupid things. And you ask them why and they don't know and they're telling the truth. <laughs> so it's it's got that feel. One of the reasons I keep doing youth ministry is it is where the most optimism in the church is. I do appreciate watching movies that remind me that, that as much of a pain in the ass as teenagers are, they really are going to do the right thing. And What is it? We are what they grow beyond. 
is what Yoda says in The Last Jedi. I, I right. love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, my canon is the Shawshank Redemption, Christine, Cujo, and the Dead Zone. And what I was thinking when I assembled mine is uh, I was trying to find examples from Stephen King where the evil wasn't um, something that you could easily put your finger on as coming from like an evil source. So like, for instance, with the Shawshank Redemption, it's the prison that's sort of the source of evil, right? And it just kind of permeates everything. Andy says in that movie, like, I had to come to prison to learn how to be a criminal, right? The building itself is the source of the evil. Christine is a car that's actually, Christine's evil comes from her love for uh, this boy that's driving her around, right? That's what's happening there. Cujo is a rabies story. Kudrow isn't evil. He just, his mind has been overtaken by this, you know, by this desire to uh, trap these people in their car. And it's just, you know, it's, it, uh, it also sort of speaks to, I think how Stephen King thought his mind was sort of trapped uh, by alcoholism and addiction and stuff like that. And then finally uh, the dead zone, how our minds can be trapped by the evil of paranoia and suspicion and conspiracy theories and things like that. All of these things, you know, the evil comes at you sideways in uh, my canon. And so that's why I chose the ones I did. That's impressive, Greg. That's a very good, uh, very good reasoning there. Well done. Thank you. Considering that these weren't the movies that I was going to <laughs> Okay, Paul, your canon, Misery, Uh, Children mm -hmm. of the Corn, 1408, and Gerald's Game. What do you have going on? I have a love-hate relationship to being scared by movies. And I think the thing that the four movies I chose have in common is they take sort of uh, situations or places that, you know, don't necessarily have terrible connotations but there's something not quite right about this. It's sort of like it peels back a layer of reality so that you can see what is actually going on. I think the reason I like scary movies is because it helps me to make sense out of scary reality. And, you know, a lot of times a scary movie has some kind of a resolution and it doesn't always in the lives we lead day by day, but it's a little bit of a yeah, inoculation against uh, the regular scary stuff that happens. Nice. Very good. Thank you. Okay, Heidi, your canon. Carrie, the musical, the Broadway musical, the soundtrack from the Broadway musical, full cast Carrie, uh, the Green Mile, Pet Cemetery, and Children of the Corn 3, Urban Harvest. Yes. What what has happened here, (laughs) Heidi? Well, what has happened here is two of the movies, The Green Mile and Carrie. The thing about the musical Carrie is that when you make a musical, you have to like condense everything into its purest components so that you can then explore those with music and dance and whatever. And the musical really focuses on Carrie's mother trying to protect her, Carrie not understanding what to do with her powers, all the teenagers at the school really wanting to belong and fit in and be cool kids and not be an outcast um, and just kind of people trying to do good things for Carrie, but being, um, you know, her gym teacher or the couple of kids at school, but the force of the other kids kind of keeps them from doing that. But there is a beautiful song in Carrie called evening prayers. And it's the nighttime prayers that Carrie and her mother sing. And it is gorgeous. I cannot commend it more highly. It's a just beautiful prayers about, 
the evening and our powers and what's happening in the world. So I love that. And also when Carrie starts her period and her mom freaks out, there's a song called and Eve was weak. And her mother tells her that the reason she's bleeding is the curse of blood because women are bad. And I mean, it's so good. It's so good. And it's so terrible. So, and so as we know, Carrie has these powers that she doesn't entirely understand and you can tell that her mother knows she has these powers because her mother's trying to suppress them in her. And in the Green Mile, the tall prisoner, I don't remember his name, has these healing powers. He has these powers to, to undo mental knots in people's heads and to cure cancer. And he even revives this mouse who I'm going to start a campaign called Mr. Jingles is Still Alive because that was the mouse's name. And apparently he was still alive 50 years later or something. I'll get the t-shirt. John um, Coffey. John Coffey was the prisoner. Yeah. yeah. So I like in both of those movies, I like the idea that, that these people are in possession of a gift that is, we're not really sure what it's for, but rather than exploring those gifts in communities that are open to exploring something new and different, which might be miraculous and it might be kind of scary. And sometimes those are the same thing. They're shut down. So rather than building channels, like we do with youth ministry, where we build channels for those ridiculous freak show hormone infested monsters who we love, we try to sort of tamp them down. So I just like how in both of these movies, there are these powerful humans who don't look and act like everybody else and could be vehicles for healing. And instead they're sort of shut down. I mean, I could talk about Pet Cemetery, but I never saw it. Uh, someone made me watch Frank and Weenie because they thought it was so compelling and they cried. And I'm like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> um, and Children of the Corn only comes into my life. Of course, I never saw it. It's a scary movie. But I really, I had um, my uh, uh, Malachi was on the short list of names for my spawn and people shut it down every time it came up because apparently that's the name of the freaky freak in Children of the Corn. So yeah. nobody can ever get the name Malachi again, apparently. But mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, that is it. Those are our Stephen King picks. Agree? Disagree? Vote for your favorites on our website at poppincollarspodcast.com. Email us at poppincollarspodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what your picks would be if you had a pick. Um, and that is the canon for this time. We'll see you next time. Keep those collars pops. Pop, pop. Pop, pop. See you later. <laughs>